This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi there, it's Will again, and welcome to another episode of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. This is episode 12, and I'm lucky enough to be joined again by my friend Morgan. This week he's here to tell us about a college party that wound down in a most unsavory way. Please enjoy. Alright, I'm back again with my friend Morgan, and he's here to share another story. So, hi Morgan. Hey Will, how you doing? I'm doing fine, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for having me. And this is another story that you heard after the fact. Is that correct? Well, see, that's where we go into uh, territory. It's more, I, I was bookended. I participated in events leading up to and events climbing down from. Okay. And so I was kind of told, but also there were parts that I observed. All right. So there's big parts of the story. I'm going to say, I guess, the meat of the story you weren't there for. Right, right. I had no part in the amusing events. Okay. Well, then that's fine. We've got another one, at least one more like that. So uh, whenever you're ready, take it away. Fantastic. I, uh, I attended a well-known college in the southeastern quadrant of the United States. And while there, I shared uh, an apartment with another gentleman. And this occurred, I believe, a summer vacation. We were out of school. I had stayed in the state for the summer. And some friends had come to visit me. And we, on one evening, went to my friend who had a house. Now, this is going to require some verbal math making. Okay. I lived on one side of a major four-lane interstate. Okay. He lived on the other side of it, but not far. It just required crossing four lanes if you were driving or right. anything else. And that's a pretty dangerous road to uh, trot across, I'd imagine. Oh, very, very. At any time of day, it was the main thoroughfare connecting it was a highway, I'm sorry, connecting you, my town, to the interstate itself. Okay, but it wasn't just like something that you could hop across easily as a pedestrian. No, 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 no. It had it had the median, the grass median, the two lanes, the two lanes, very difficult to navigate. Okay. So, again, we, uh, we go to my friend's house on the other side of the highway. We have a nice night, get pretty trashed, and uh, the party's winding down. It's down to the host few women of questionable orientation and myself and my friends. So we decided to leave and uh, whatever may or may not happen, we don't have to know about it and he doesn't have to, you know, worry about us calling him out. Right. So uh, these were, these were women who had a history among my Southeastern group of friends for being both large and rather attracted to him in a way that they wouldn't, feel bad about going outside of the normal rules to acquire his penis. Really? Very, very shallow women. I'm not sure that's the word I'm looking for, but yeah. Ruthless women. So when you say out, outside of the normal rules, are we talking like pills and drinks kind of stuff? or? Uh, not quite that far, but if he had... Oh, there is actually a story. He passed out at their apartment one night with a friend of his who had lower standards than he did he woke up to honest to god the woman skiing him and his friend wow his friend was awake and conscious 
he had been passed out up until that moment. Yeah, that's a sort of a rude awakening if it's not something you're uh, you're into. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was one of his better moments. And uh, <laughs> again, this is what these women would and could do if they were drunk and horny, which apparently they were constantly. Okay, so uh, consent sort of optional in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had the power to uh, make you do what they wanted to do physically. So we leave him <laughs> in questionable hands and go back to my place. And I have my roommate and I each have a bedroom. And I have one, two, three, three friends in town. I had two double beds in my room. So I had one bed, my friend had a bed, and then we had a wraparound couch in the living room so that two people could comfortably sleep there. So total of five heads in my apartment that night. Two, two, and one. Okay. I wake up the next morning, and I walk out into the living space, and I see the correct number of sleeping bodies. There's one in my room, two in the living room, and I assume my roommate was still asleep because he was a late sleeper. Right. I proceed up porch. At the time, I was still a pretty heavy smoker, so it was time for the morning nicotine. And lo and behold, there's one of my friends who's visiting me is already on the porch smoking a cigarette. And I was still fuddled, so I lit a cigarette, started talking with him, and then realized, hey, there's an extra person in my house sleeping on my couch. Right. I go inside and rouse the person who's unknown up to this point and find that it is the host of the party from last night, so, who again lives across a four-lane highway. So he left his own apartment to sleep in yours? He, I think fled is the word we're going to be looking for here. <laughs> okay. He, uh, apparently, after we left, we had been pretty much the last vestiges, his last chance of escaping any bad fate. He had been cornered by the two women, and he begged off saying, you know, let me just go downstairs, grab a few things. He, he made, you know, according to him, he said, you know, he was going to cave, but instead he went down to his basement apartment, locked the door, and used his back exit to escape. Okay. And he was in pajama bottoms and a white beater. And that was it. No shoes, no jacket. And it was summer in the southeast, so it wasn't a big deal, but the shoes kind of were. Right. And uh, what would you say his level of sobriety would have been at this point? Um, Just sober enough to not fall down trying to walk. Okay. Beyond that, completely trashed. Gotcha. And he actually is famous for feats of physical endurance when he's drunk. So it's surprising, but not surprising that he managed to run from his apartment across the four lanes of traffic and then through a large trailer park that sits between the highway in my apartment complex and the forest, because I was in a very nice arboreal kind of complex. Right. So he navigates all these, and apparently almost immediately after we left, because he arrives at my apartment and tries to knock on the front door, thinking we'd still be awake. Right. No such luck, but fortunately for him, he had lived next door to me a year before, so he was familiar with the ins and outs of these buildings. Okay. He walks around the back, I live on the ground floor, and opens up the ground floor window that he knows we never lock crawls in the window across one of my friends sleeping on the couch who doesn't stir even though, you know. <laughs> There's like an intruder coming through the window. 
Yeah, yeah, really great guard dog there, guys. Appreciate that. And uh, just passes out on the floor, to which I wake up the next morning and we hear this wonderful tale. Excellent. That's uh, that sounds like quite a bit on bare feet. Yeah, he uh, he's got some tough souls. He uh, in another incident went downtown for his birthday, and arrived. Woke up the next morning with one flip flop still on his foot, and the other lost to history. Well, sometimes they they go. The flip flops are especially hard to keep on. Oh, very true. Especially when running, apparently. That sounds like there's another story there. Well. But uh, this was a good one. Well, again, thank you so much for letting me uh, share my secondhand story. Definitely. Thanks for being on, and I'll be sure and pass it along. Fantastic. And that's it for episode number 12. Thanks to Morgan for coming on our show once again to share a great story. If you'd like to comment on this story or hear any of our back episodes, please head over to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, follow the links to the Twitter account, our musician Gummery, and our license which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you have a story that you think would go well on this podcast, you can also find our submission guidelines on the website. To get in touch with me, please write to Will at secondhandstorytime.com or leave a voicemail at 206-338-3225. Thanks again for listening, and we'll have another one next Thursday.